Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. Our church exists to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. For that reason, we want to take a moment and let you know about Growth Track. Growth Track is a three-week class designed to help you connect with us, discover who you are, and develop your leadership. Sign up for Growth Track and get more information at creekwoodchurch.com slash growthtrack or on our Creekwood Church app. We hope this message inspires you and helps you discover practical ways to live a life of purpose. Enjoy. Hey, Creekwood, thank you so much for joining us online today. And, uh, you know, whether you find yourself at home or um, possibly you're out for a run today or you're driving, wherever you're at, uh, it's an honor to be able to to be a part of your weekend. And, uh, you know, I want to take a moment and um, just tell you how much we love you guys, our staff and our entire team. We have been praying for you guys and I also want to tell you thank you uh, so much for all the encouraging words. So many of you have reached out to us and encouraged us, and uh, just thank you so much. You know, I, I want to take a moment and pray as we begin today, and I'm excited about sharing. I know that this this new series called The Middle is really going to speak into your lives, and I hope that over the next few weeks you'll make, make it a point to um, be strategic about shutting things down around you and joining us online. We have some, uh, just some great things planned for you and your family. And so, but I want to pray and I want to specifically pray for those of you and that uh, are facing some really important decisions. I know with this COVID-19, there is this big question out there and of uh, what to do next. And we, you know, as a church, we're also praying about, I know that we, want to gather together uh, just as soon as we can and i miss you guys so much and i love and so much easier to speak to you guys live and uh, seeing your faces and um, but i want to pray specifically for those of you that are having to face some really important decisions right now and i want to ask you just to bow your heads and uh, pray with me uh, today and Um, let's just ask God to help all of those that have to make these important decisions. Father, we thank you, Lord, for these next few moments, God, that we're gathered together, Lord, as a church. And God, we love looking into your word. And Lord, as we pause uh, for just a few moments before we get into the teaching today, Lord, I pray that, God, you would give us wisdom, Lord. God, I pray that you would give us clarity, help us to know what is the right decision to make, whether it's in our business and all the different decisions that we have to make right now. God, I pray for those that have to make these decisions. I pray that they would know that you're with them and God, you're giving them the strength, Lord. And Lord, we just pray over these next few moments that you would speak into our lives. And Lord, as we open up your word, Lord, I pray that it would just so encourage us today. We thank you for this. And everyone said, amen. Well, as you can tell, I am out at the West Campus and I I'm sitting outside here and I'm out, in fact, out in the middle of the, uh, the land. And I strategically wanted to be out here out in the middle uh, because we're starting a brand new series called The Middle. And uh, I am, in fact, sitting right here. And as you can tell behind me, it, it is the, there's the beautiful lake and the beautiful trees and the springtime has just made this place gorgeous. And I cannot tell you how much I want us to be able to gather out here at this land in our new campus. And I know that it's gonna happen. But you know, as I um, am sitting out here and I'm just thinking about uh, the world that we live in and the life that, that um, 
so many of us are, are having to walk through. I really felt strongly that the series called The Middle was really strategic for us as a church. And that what we're going to look at and just look at different uh, people in the Bible, that they were in the middle of some storms. They were in the middle of, of some transitions, middle of things that they were wondering if they were going to make it. They were wondering if it was going to work out. They were wondering all these different things. And the, the middle is, is really an important part of our life. In fact, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but there really, there are three stages. There are three different stages. Uh, there's the beginning, and we all love the beginning. And uh, the beginning, uh, in fact, when you think about um, so many of the beginnings uh, in your life, um, we love that. There's an excitement about it um, to start something new. There's an excitement like uh, uh, when, when a baby is born. Uh, there's just an excitement about that. Um, getting a new job, a new relationship. There's a, a, a new cause. There, the newness of it, it, it's always full of hope and expectation of what's to come. And on the other side, there's the end. And the end can also be important. Uh, these endings, um, they represent for a lot of us the joy of completion. And for example, um, this, is, this month, uh, so many of you are graduating. And I just want to pause for a moment and tell all of our seniors how proud we are of you. And we love you and we honor you guys as graduates for this huge completion of these uh, of your schooling, and, and uh, we, we just want you to know we love you, but endings are important, and um, uh, when, when you look at it, and there's times that you have probably stopped and said, thank God this is over, and I'm going to be saying that when COVID-19 and all the, the uh, um, um, isolation and all of that stuff that we have to do, um, uh, quarantining, you know, uh, we're, we're all having to be quarantined and all of that's over. I know we are going to be saying, thank God it's over. So there's the beginning and then there's the ending, but there's also a part that a lot of us don't think about a lot and we, we don't value it very much because it's, it's really the, the uh, transition, the, the, uh, it, it's called the middle. And this series is called the middle and and the reason why we're talking about this is that I believe the greatest miracles in your life are going to take care, take place in the middle. The middle, uh, when you think about um, it, it's, it's, it's not easy to be in the middle. I think about the different times in my life where, where I have been in the middle and um, that, that I've thought about, you know, man, I just want this to be over. And um, I know when I was going to college or I was working at Walmart or all of these different middle moments that I experienced that I always wanted them to just be over with. And through the years, God has really um, taught me to embrace the middle and, and what that looks like and how... Um, how it is that God works in our life and God begins to guide us and take us into these seasons of the middle. And I, I know some of you right now, um, uh, your middle is, is not looking very good. And I'm not talking about your middle part, your tummy. I know some of you are like, yeah, I've been quarantining and I've been eating everything in sight and you've been eating big old meals every night. And um, I'm not talking about that. 
Now, that's another conversation. But I do believe that a lot of us have a middle problem. We have this middle problem where, uh, again, um, we, we just, we don't, we don't know how to deal with it. And it's like, um, the best way I've known how to describe it sometimes, it's like, um, I'm holding my breath for this to be over. And usually in the middle, um, there's all kinds of questions. They're like, God, where are you at? And God, why are we going through this? And the beginning looked so great and it was so exciting. And I can't wait for the end. And, uh, you know, some of you right now that are teaching your kids at home and you are like, um, I can't wait to get these kids back in school because I don't like being a teacher. And, you know, our hats off go, go to all of our teachers and the incredible job they do. And, but I want you to step back for a moment and think about, what does your middle look like? You know, whether you're in the middle right now of uh, some problems in your marriage and you look back and uh, the beginning was amazing. And listen, there, there's a reason why uh, when, when you think about our marriages that we make our vows at the beginning. Because if we had to make our vows in the middle, we probably would be editing them. We would be wanting to change them and trying to figure out, you know what, I need to make this change because I didn't know this about you. And, you know, at the beginning, you make all these wonderful vows. And then when you get in the middle, you are like, man, I'm, I, I know that at the beginning, uh, we made a commitment to each other. And even though you, you know, maybe when you first got married, your husband looked like Brad Pitt and now he looks like Shrek. Um, you know, that what happened at the beginning was important, but now what's happening in the middle is even more important. It's where you remind yourself of, you know what, this is a moment for me to press forward, to press through this. This is not a moment for me to just shut down my life and go, you know what, I think I just want something different. And our world has a, a phrase that describes that really what happens to a lot of us, and it's called midlife crisis. And you you know, you've, you probably know somebody that's going through a midlife crisis because they're like in their 50s or, you know, and they're dressing like they were 14. The way they're doing their hair and uh, the, the, the car they want to drive, all of that, you know, uh, the clothes they want to wear, they're going to Hollister and nothing against Hollister. And I know that's kind of like, you know, you, you automatically think of a junior hire uh, wearing those type of clothes. You don't think of, a, of somebody that is in her 50s wearing that, but that usually represents somebody that is having a middle problem. And I want to take you for a few moments to a scripture that um, it, it shows us really the power of what can happen in the middle. And if you've got your Bibles and want to go to Mark chapter 6, verse 40. Uh, 45 through 51, we're going to look at the story and just to kind of give you some context of what's happening here in the scripture. And um, Jesus has just performed um, an incredible miracle. He's fed the 5,000 people and, and uh, you've probably at one time or another heard a pastor talk about that miracle. And, you know, the crowds uh, loved those kind of miracles. And the Bible says that there were great crowds that were following Jesus and they, they loved seeing, hearing him teach. They loved watching him um, pray for, for the blind, pray for somebody with leprosy. They, they loved that. And Jesus sends away 
the crowd, and then he turns and he looks to the disciples, and he, it says, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat. And I, I, I underlined this, uh, and if you underline or highlight your Bible, you can do that. I encourage you to do that. It, it, I, I underlined Jesus made them. It doesn't say Jesus suggested. It doesn't say that Jesus asked them if they wanted to go. Jesus gave them this specific instruction. And this is the Jesus that a lot of us don't like. We love the Jesus uh, that the crowds loved. We love the Jesus that performed all these miracles. But we don't like the Jesus that gives us instructions. We, don't, we, we love uh, the blessing of God, but we don't want to follow what he says. We, we want God to bless us, but, and we were like, you know what, God, I am so gifted, and I want you to use me in the ministry, and people need to know my giftings, but uh, the instructions tell us that we need to deal with our anger, that we need to deal with our bitterness, that we need to deal with some of these issues. We're like, God, would you bless me financially, but I don't want to follow your instructions of tithing. And th this is the side that we don't like. We like the crowd... Uh, what the crowd like, that, 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 that type of Jesus we love. And, but you know, um, if you want to go to the next level in your faith, you're going to have to love the Jesus that gives instructions. You're going to have to love the Jesus of the disciples because Jesus gives them this instructions. And why would he do this? The reason why is that if you go back to Matthew chapter 16, Jesus uh, instructed the disciples and, um, you know, when Jesus was talking to the disciples about what it meant to follow him, he could have said a lot of different things, but he chose uh, his words very carefully. And he used two words over and over. And he said to the disciples, would you follow? I want you to follow me. Um, I want you to follow me. And, you know, if you're going to follow Jesus, you cannot take Jesus for granted. It's got to be something that you are deliberate about, that following Jesus, that when you follow his instructions and, you know, as we look at this story, I, I, I'm going to stop every once in a while and we're going to talk about this. And I'm really kind of camping out a few moments and before we kind of get on into this, because I really feel strongly that a lot of us, one of the, the issues with our middle is that we don't want to follow instructions. We're operating out of fear. We're operating out of our feelings and our emotions. And what we need to be able to do is in my middle, I need to follow the instructions that Jesus gives me. And Jesus gives them this instructions. And again, I, I don't like instructions. I don't, I, um, for example, you know, uh, if you've ever been into Ikea, if you ever go into Ikea, and this has happened to my wife and I, I know my wife told me she, want, she had seen this picture that she wanted for her office, and uh, it's a beautiful picture of a scenery, and it's like a big old mural, and we went to Ikea to look for it, and we found it on the wall, and I told one of the, the employees that that's the picture that I want, and we were trying to figure out how we were going to get this giant picture in our car, and, and the employee uh, made it really clear that we couldn't have the one that was on the wall, that we had to go over there, and it was in a nice little box. And I was looking at this and I was thinking, that's crazy. I just want the picture already with the frame. I don't want to go home 
And if you know anything about me, I don't like to follow instructions. Most men don't like to follow instructions. We throw the instructions away. Maybe we'll look at the picture a minute. And this is, this is what I think a lot of us do in the middle. Is we just want to get things off the shelf. We're like, I just want to get my marriage uh, off the shelf. I don't want to work for it. I don't want to follow God's word and God's instruction. I just want my business. I just want to get all of these things that I want for my life off the shelf. I don't want to follow the instructions. But if you're going to go where Jesus wants you to go and be a follower of Christ, you're going to have to be willing to follow him. And I know that's not easy. And being in the middle sometimes, again, this is, is a great struggle for us. And if you've ever had a moment where you were trying to follow a group of people that they were in, in, a, in a car in front of you and you're like, hey, I don't know where I'm going. I'm trying to follow you. And, then, and somehow they forget you're following them and they get on the freeway and they take off. And you're like, where did they go? And you're like, what car? I can't. What, where's their car? And this is what I, a lot of times happens to us. It's not that Jesus leaves us. But what happens is, is that we're in the middle and all the busyness and the noise and the fear and all of the chaos that's going on in our lives, we lose track of being focused on Jesus and focused on his instructions and putting aside all of the fear and all of the, the emotions that go with what it looks like in the middle and saying, in the middle, uh, this is where I'm going to follow Jesus. This is where I'm going to follow his instructions. And it says, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowds. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. And so again, Jesus told the disciples, I want you to go ahead of me. I'll meet you on the other side. They have to be obedient to his instructions. And verse 47, it says, later that night, around three o'clock in the morning, the boat was in the middle of the lake and there's the middle. And why I was drawn to this, this scripture is that these disciples, they're having a bit a middle moment. And I can just imagine, I know some of you are looking over my shoulder and you're seeing the beautiful lake and all these beautiful trees. And you're like, I can just imagine the boat being out in that lake. It's a 10 acre lake. And I know it was a lot bigger lake, but just kind of humor me a little bit and imagine that for a moment. And they're out in the middle of the lake and uh, it says that he saw the disciples straining. And I love that it says he saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. And, you know, one of the things that happens in the middle oftentimes is, you know, the enemy doesn't attack us at the beginning. The, the enemy doesn't even so much attack us at the end. Where he really, really focuses in is in the middle. Because see, if, Jesus, if the enemy can stop you in the middle and stop you uh, from straining through and pressing forward and stop you in the middle, you, you will never reach the shores where God wants you to go. And I, I, I look at this and I, I, I see that word that it says the disciples were straining. And again, I, I think a lot of us right now, this is what your middle looks like over the last nine weeks. Um, you're, you're, you feel like you're right in the middle and this is a strain and the wind is blowing against you and you are like, nothing good can come out of this. And uh, I, I just want you to know that Jesus sees you. 
He knows what's going on in your life. And this is, if you're taking notes, this is a moment that you need to remind yourself of God's promise. Jesus told the disciples to go and I'll meet you on the other side. And you know, in the middle, again, um, this is a moment where we have to remind ourselves of, of the promises of God, the promises that we've made in our lives. And you think about some of you right now, you're in the middle of one of the biggest storms of your marriage and you are like, I don't know if our marriage is gonna make it. And everything within you, you're like, I, I, I just wanna put the oars down, the wind is too strong, I, I can't do this anymore. And Jesus is just telling you, I want you to row, 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 row your boat. And if I could sing, I would sing that, but I can't. But we don't like it again when Jesus just says, would you just keep on rowing, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream? I, I know you're laughing. I can't really see you through the camera, but I know you're laughing. I just think, I, I just want to believe you're laughing at that. Um, but this is where we stop and, and this is a moment where we need to go, I need to remind myself of the promises of God the, and what, what God promised about my marriage, God promised about my business, what, promised, what God promised about my kids. Some of you right now, you're in the middle of the greatest storm with your kids, your teenager um, or, or you know, whatever age your student, your, your, your child is, you're, you're in the middle of a, just a great storm. And, and, and I would just encourage you to, to remind yourself of God's promises. Don't focus on the wind. Don't look at, at the fact that you're in the middle. Remind yourself that Jesus, I, I love that. It says that Jesus could see them straining. And if you continue to read this, um, I, I love um, what it says. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn, he went out to them walking on the lake. And this, is, this next sentence is so funny to me. I know you, some of you are like, I don't think the Bible's funny. I think the Bible is so funny. And there are moments, and I love this about God's word, is that it's so real. And um, this, this next phrase that says, he was about to pass them by. And I'm like, these disciples are like, we're, we're dying. We're about to die. And Jesus is kind of walking. I can just imagine he's walking on the water and he's whistling and he's heading over to Bethsaida. And what that spoke to me was that, you know, what Jesus was communicating to them is that I have given you a promise that I'll meet you on the other side and my word is true. You know, um, I would encourage you, don't let your circumstances speak louder than God's word. Remind your soul of what God has spoken to you on the shore. You know, one of the things that happens to a lot of us is that uh, when we're in the middle, I, I don't know if you realize this, but when you're in the middle, that's when you find out what's in the middle of you. And you, you find out if you really believe the promises of God over your life. If you really believe Psalms 27, 13, it says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord you know, I think we also need to, number two, remind ourselves of God's presence. And, um, you know, 
God was with them. God, it, the Bible says Jesus was watching them and now Jesus is walking right by them. And, and um, it, it, again, it communicates to me that, that God is, is so confident about what he has spoken over our lives and what he wants to do in our life that God's not entering into uh, the fear and the chaos that we're experiencing, that God is saying, would you just focus? We got some beautiful Canadian geese talking about focus. We've got some beautiful Canadian geese flying behind me that uh, anyways, I got to get back. I don't know where I was at, but I'm here somewhere. And, um, but the focus part that you focus in on the promises of God and you remind yourself that, you know what, I need to remind myself of God's presence, that God is with me. Psalm 16, 8 says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. God's right beside you. Romans 8, 35 says this, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We need to remind ourselves that God has promised us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And especially in the middle Remind yourself of that, that he is with you. And, and no matter where you're at, in the middle, God's presence is with you. And, you know, I was thinking about this, how this story continues to go. And it says that he was about to pass them. But when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They got to experience one of the most incredible miracles in their middle. They saw Jesus walking on the water. Do you know that there are miracles that you will never experience on the shore? I know the crowd loves to be on the shore and seeing that level of miracle, but this was a whole nother level that the disciples saw. And that was Jesus walking on the water. And I pray that, you know, in the middle, in the middle of the chaos of your business or the chaos of your marriage, uh, in the middle of all this is that you remind yourself that, that um, Jesus, the water walking Jesus is with you. The water walking Jesus is in the middle of your marriage. He's in the middle of your business. And he says this, they cried out and they told, this is what the disciples had said. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them and the wind died down. They were completely amazed. And you know that when you're in the middle, there are going to be some different aspects of Jesus that you're going to learn that you would never learn at any other stage or any other season of your life. There's some aspects of grace that you're going to learn in the middle about Jesus and his grace and, and uh, how much he loves you and the power of that. And you see this with Peter. And I love Peter's boldness. And Peter jumps out and of the, the boat and starts walking towards Jesus. And the Bible tells us he immediately starts sinking. And 
uh, Jesus reaches out and, and pulls him up. And um, I, I love that. And his grace, and he, he, he speaks to them and he says, I want you to take courage. It is I. You know, right there in the middle of, of whatever you're, at, you're going through, would you remind yourself that the words of Jesus where he says, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. You know, when you look at, uh, and again, all, all the gospels tell this, this miracle, uh, and this story of Jesus walking on the water, but I love the way Matthew described the ending of this story. And he says that, in fact, the disciples, once Jesus got in the boat, they started worshiping Jesus. In fact, um, what they were doing is in their middle, they were enjoying the presence of Jesus. And, you know, when you're worshiping God, that's what you're doing. And I loved our worship today and um, how powerful those words are that we sang a few moments ago. And what we're doing is we're just enjoying the presence of God. And I, I was thinking about this, and I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but Peter's still wet. Peter's sitting there and he hasn't dried off and they're, they're ready to worship. And it just tells me that, you know what, I can, I can worship Jesus just the way I am. And no matter how much I've messed up, no matter what I've gone, what I'm going through in the middle. And you know, some of you right now, your belief system of, you know, the only, when I'm going through the middle and some, for some of us, the middle represents a lot of failures and a lot of sin in your life. And I just want you to know that Jesus loves you and cares so much about you that in your middle, you're going to find the grace of God. In your middle, you're going to find the love of God and allow him to work and do the miracles that only can come from being in the middle. I want to ask you to pray with me today. And again, um, I don't know what your middle looks like right now, and, um, but with your heads bowed, and I, I just want you to take a moment and think about this for a second. What, what, what's, what's really going on in your middle? Would, would you allow the presence of God, the water walking Jesus into this moment right now, whether you're in your living room, in your car, or you're out, out for a walk and you just experience the presence of Jesus and you say, God, I thank you that your presence is bringing this this miracle in my life, it's bringing this peace that I could never imagine that I would have in the middle of all of this. Would you show me what you want to teach me in this moment? Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for these moments. Thank you, God, that you love us so much. And God, I pray that we would have the courage to obey your instructions. God, that we would follow your word. God, it, during this season of being in the middle of our lives, Lord. And God, I pray over this, this series, the, the coming weeks, that God, you would send a revival, God, into our homes. God, that our middles would change, Lord, that the, the crisis would change, God, the, the troubles we're seeing in the middle. That God, in the midst of all of this storm and the wind blowing, God, that Father, you would begin to reveal yourself in only the way that you can, Lord. Father, I just ask you right now that your presence would be so strong, so powerful, Lord, right there in their moment, in this middle moment, that they would sense that you're with them, Lord. Father, I thank you for this. In your name, amen. 
Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. If you have been encouraged by the ministry of Creekwood Church and would like to partner with us financially, you can give securely online at creekwoodchurch.com or on our Creekwood Church app. For directions, service times, and more information about the ministries of Creekwood Church, please visit our website at creekwoodchurch.com.